0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Zoll Wire, coming out on a Friday morning. Uh, Seth Coons and Nathan Simcoe getting together on a f- Thursday night here in the Coons' backyard. Uh, Simcoe. Officially feeling that weather change, uh, does it get you amped for some fall postseason sports? Absolutely.
1: I know we were talking about, you know, the MLB postseason coming up, uh, all these Midwest teams and uh, the NFL starting, unfortunately for my team. But uh, the college football is in full swing. But uh, high school football, you're definitely feeling it now. We're in the middle of the season. I can't believe it's already week, week. Anyway, moving past, but all these other sports are getting into the playoffs. Soccer, volleyball's almost there, soccer played their last home game today, golf is already there, and that's what we're here to talk about with Mr. Cole Brewer.
0: Yeah, Cole Brewer joins the show. Cole, how are we feeling today? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm a little little cold. I am doing great, Cole. Glad that uh you're joining us today. We'll do our best to get you in and out as quick as possible, so uh, you don't freeze over here um but first let's take some time let's kind of break down that sangamo conference match Williamsville will get second as a team uh losing to porta but you sat atop the sangamo conference as an individual so you know just kind of walk us through that day
2: uh we got there the whole team was really feeling we are we were feeling good that morning we were all awake i mean We were jamming out in the parking lot. I mean, windows down. It was cold. It was very cold that morning, actually. Uh, The windows were down. We were all screaming and everything. We were getting, I mean, we were were getting hyped, you know? Um, And as soon as we started walking up, it went completely serious, and um, putts were rolling well, very well. Um, Range has never looked better. It it was beautiful. Um, Doing anything I wanted to do, fade, hook anything and um so knowing that i was kind of like all right let's put it all together and let's go play some golf and um 37 one over on the front uh had a couple of holes where it was just it was one of those where i it should have been a, a bird it's a bird, a very birdieable hole like hole four it's a short par five and i just didn't play it the right way and um ended up with a par so it was just little things that I could have got strokes back on but um, at the end of the day I was very happy with a 37 and um, I mean it was we went through every weather condition out there Um, rain uh, it started off with very cold I mean breath was showing everything Um, then it started to warm up but that then it started misting and it was almost like a irritating mist where it was getting in your eyes and you were just getting irritated and then it just started downpouring um, out of nowhere. And then it went from that downpour straight into heat. And um, it's it was pouring on hole nine. And I think before we got off the tee box of 10, it was hot. I mean, it was, I think it ended up at like 91 degrees uh, that day. So it just, we got every emotion. and um, But the guys definitely pushed through it. and persevered through the weather and um we all went out there and had fun and uh i went thirty-seven, thirty-seven for a 74 will shot a 77 um we had a 80 i want to say 285 so we we're doing good so for those like uh
1: playoff games and like you're starting to get into conference and regionals did your uh like your routine like before these matches change at all prior to your other matches
2: nope um there's there's no reason to change anything. Um, well, there is, but at the same time, no. Um, definitely not the routine. We we always like to have fun before a match, um, and then we we know when it's time to get serious, and we flip the switch. Um, it was, so it was one of those where nothing changed. We went to the range, putted, got a had a little talk between the uh, group of us, and then we went to our holes and. From then on, it was just have some fun. So for conference,
1: you won, you won, you won the confer, you uh, won the conference tournament individually. Obviously, the team placed second behind Porta. I know you uh, frustrated about that, but it, they're a good team and they played well, and you guys did too. And it was a close one. Um, how do you get through that? Like, how was it? Like, you obviously played really well, and did you feel something? Like, you knew that you were on, and like. You know, perhaps other days you just didn't maybe feel that same feeling.
2: I mean, I think that's just golf. I mean, you feel when you're on and when you're not on. Like, you'll... Yeah. Regionals, I think it went, like, six straight bogeys. It was just... It was terrible. And... and You went six straight bogeys? Um, Okay. I think it was, like... I don't know. It was, like, five or six. It was bad. And um, so it was one of those where that day, I think I had... Two bogeys on the front and um, a birdie, and it was just like hole one. Um, I ended up going sh- just left, and it was actually under a tree, and um, kind of hit my normal wedge, so I kind of hit a little punch, normal shot-ish type shot, just a low wedge, and. Um, ended up working out and i lived out for my birdie and tapped in for par and moved on and that's when i knew okay putts are rolling let's let's have a good day and um it was just i don't know i just felt like i had an extra little bit of a touch with that putter um it was definitely the putter that day putter was hot the putter putter was hot driver was driver was decent um hit a lot of fairways but that putter definitely came to play
1: so you felt like Perhaps maybe your putter helped you in some ways, like maybe salvage some shots that maybe you, like you just said, that you hit your drive a little bit left on that one. Do you think, like, you were able to salvage a little bit? And how important do you think that is in some of these, like, mentally, like, just
2: like, oh, I'm not hitting my drive well, but I'm putting good? If you can, um, well, that's one thing. Golf, if you're good about 150 and in and greenside and on the green, you're going to be a pretty good golfer because. Um, It's not, uh, yeah. Will Seaman, I'll give it to him. He hits the ball very far, and for some reason, he can control it. Not a lot of people that hit the ball far like that can control it. He's very good at it, and um, so hitting the ball far for some people is one of those where it's like you don't they you either hit the ball far or you are very good at your short game because you have never really hit the ball far, and will will does it both but um i have always i've never hit the ball super far and uh so short game was always a big thing for me and that's what i really put work in on um this this winter actually um i knew my putting was going to be decent too because when i broke my arm i was doing the one handed putts all day long in the basement so um it was definitely it was definitely nice to see those putts falling for sure i'm sorry cole It's all right, Nathan.
0: Do you attribute your strong putting to Nathan Simcoe?
2: A little bit. Every time I walk off a green after making a one putt, I thank you, Nathan,
0: and move on. (laughs) Nathan Simcoe changing up the media ways of Williamsville and helping Cole Brewer putt. I mean, he's a guy that can do it all. But, uh, you know, we transitioned back to uh, this this golf talk with uh, Mr. Cole Brewer. So, Cole... Sangamo Conference match uh, was great, and then you turn to county where you play some great teams. There you place fourth behind Glenwood, Springfield High, and SHG. So, what was it kind of like seeing that caliber of competition before you headed into regionals?
2: Well, it was it was nice um, knowing I can hang with those guys. Um, I mean, I was two or three strokes back the whole time, and um, until. I actually was lucky enough to play with Jake Bolton from Springfield High. He had a great day, actually shot his best round ever, um, and it's he couldn't miss. He's a great golfer. He's normally right around even, but I mean, he was just getting putts after putts. I mean, he dropped two or three 40-footers, so it was fun to watch, and he ended up shooting a five under 67. So um, to be able to play with him and hang near him and um, kind of see how he looks at it too it was very cool to be a part of his best round ever and then um, kind of carry that good golf over and to regionals and hopefully on
0: so uh, just moving into uh, regionals is there a different feeling between a regular season match and then you know your regional match for sure Um, they always say play this game like it's your last
2: but it, you kind of look at it different. Once you're in that postseason, it could be your last game that year. So um, definitely looking at each match, like I got to go out there and compete. And every guy's looking at that. Every guy's going out and wanting to compete. Um, so I just know I got I to gotta really stay out of my own head and um, dial it in and play some good golf
1: do you i was asking earlier like do you talk with the other guys during matches or is it more like i'm focused i'm dialed dialed in i'm not gonna you know mess around at all or and also uh, respectively do you pay attention
2: to how they're doing as well um yes yes and no like i'm not gonna sit there and total up their score as we go through the round but Hole by hole, yes, just because you want to make sure they're saying, putting down their score that they got. And you want to make sure that everything's going how it should. So, um, yes on that. And, um, yeah, you talk. You, you, we, I mean, you're playing 18 holes. That's, I mean, conference was a, I think it was a six or seven hour round. So, you really, you, not talking would be pretty boring. Um, and, like, conference, I had a great group. Of kids. Um, We got along really well and same with county and uh, regionals. We all got along really well so I think I think if you get along with your group it it makes it more fun and easier to either play good or bad I guess so um, it's definitely a lot more fun when you have kids you can talk to but yeah there's kids that they don't talk a lot and um, it's that and you just kind of have to move on and play some golf.
0: So every golfer is kind of different. Cole, are you one of the golfers who, you know, you kind of just like to look at your own game, not really look at anyone else's score? Or are you a guy that likes to know right where you are on the leaderboard?
2: Um, I'm not a big fan of looking at that leaderboard. It's not something I like to do. Um, you see, let's say you're three strokes behind first then oh, I I got to get some strokes back. He's not really moves from one over and 11 holes. I don't see him doing that anytime soon. So I got to get some strokes back. and. Then you start forcing stuff and getting too aggressive, and there's no reason for it. Do you think that sometimes
1: it can be helpful, though? Like, do you find yourself like, oh, like, I have one hole to go. Like, I need to get a stroke back? Or is it just like, I'm just going to play it how I've been?
2: I mean, I've never really been in a situation where I'm like, I really need this stroke. I mean, if you're the last group coming in and you're, I guess, even with a team and you are one stroke behind and you really need it to get into first place go for it because there's nothing to lose at that point you're in second place if you got it clinched why not go for it um yeah i mean one hole can't change a score too dramatically but it's golf so i mean it comes down to the littlest one stroke or even ties at times so um, no i don't think i would change anything i'd probably
0: play how i've been playing Cole, what's the mood around this team as you guys head into sectionals? Is there a certain drive going on right now? We're hungry.
2: We want it. Um, not only do we want to, you know, advance and um, win the sectional, but definitely really want to beat Porta. Um, last year, that was their thing. We were the team to beat last year, and this year, they're the team to beat. So,
0: um,. We're coming out ready to ready to get them for sure all right cole uh only got two more uh questions here for you um you know as the summer shifts to the fall you know it starts to get colder starts to get dark earlier so how how do you guys kind of combat that how do you find time to get on out to the course we're always going we're we book it to
2: the rail right after school and um we get in about an hour, hour and a half of work with Jesse and then we ended up playing, putting in more work on the range, putting, chipping, whatever it is. A um, couple, I, it was last Friday we went out and we played nine holes in the pouring down rain at 45, 50 degrees. We, and coach canceled practice, said, you guys got the day off, be ready for counting tomorrow. Um, it's a little wet and we showed up and we went out and we played. So you just you gotta have that want, and some kids do and some kids don't. And I, our group, we definitely have it. We we're one of those. We're a group that
0: wants to go get everything. So you head into sectionals on Monday. Where can people find some results if they're looking to follow you guys?
2: I want to say the IHSA golf um, app or for hole by hole, I guess, and leaderboard throughout the round. And then um, after everything's said and done and finalized, I believe the IHSA website posts it probably an hour after, so um, you'll probably see something from the moms and dads, but um, every once in a while they'll give an update, but normally we we don't talk around uh, Facebook, any of that um so it's it's really unknown until it's all said and done
0: all right Cole. well we're excited to see you guys head out to greenview on monday october 3rd they tee off at 9 30 a.m in search of a sectional uh, championship and that possible team ticket to the state finals cole thanks for coming on thank you for having me take the turn from boys golf into girls golf the girls golf team Placed second today in their regional uh, so that team also advances to sectionals this girl's golf team they're rolling right now simco sangmo conference champs punch that ticket into sectionals as a team if you're a member of this williamsville lady golf team how are you feeling right now you know we've talked to cole and i haven't talked to a whole lot of the uh, lady
1: bullets golf uh, members i must say but um as Cole says it's it's the same game and uh, you have to prepare, and you have, and it's so important to go and play these courses, especially in the playoffs, to just know what you're dealing with. You know, know how to play your shots, how the course plays. You know, every course is different. It's, you know, contrary to like some other sports, every basketball court is pretty much the same. You know, so like golf courses are very much different, and the landscape can make a huge difference. And being prepared uh, can make or break uh,
0: a round. So they played at Eagle Creek today. Uh- second place behind rochester um zoe beard ties for second overall naomi roberts takes home eighth place and nelly Weller takes home 12th so you know we've talked about those three golfers the entire year some exciting stuff from them you know next week we're going to take a look we're going to try to get them on the uh, podcast because talk to cole this week we want to talk to them next week just kind of get the feel around all these uh, golf programs in Williamsville, but um, until we do that, I think we'll make the turn now over to volleyball. But once again, just a final review, Girls Golf takes home the Sangamo Conference crown, back-to-back Sangamo Conference champs, um, and then in their regional today, they place second behind Rochester. Zoe Beard places second overall. Naomi Roberts, eighth overall, and Nellie Weller places 12th overall. They're headed to sectionals as a team. But before we head over to volleyball, let's take some time to thank our first sponsor of the day, that is Carter Bros Lumber. Carter Bros Lumber has been in the Sherman and Williamsville communities for a long time. And as long as they've been in those communities, they have been supporting Williamsville Bullet Athletics. We're excited to add them as a sponsor for this season as we look to take our live broadcast to the next level. They're gonna be a huge help with that. Uh, so. If you have any lumber needs, head on over to 2 Carter Lane in Springfield. Once again, head on over to 2 Carter Lane in Springfield. So Sim, at this time we take the turn over to volleyball and what a run this Williamsville Bullet Volleyball team is on a 14-6 overall record, 4-0 in the Sangmo Conference, including a huge conference win over the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. I believe I read somewhere that that is Plains' first conference loss in 2017. 2017.
1: Um, Well, this is momentum uh, at its finest. You know, they played Lutheran, and they apparently did pretty good, honestly, that game. I believe they won the first set, dropped the next two. Uh, Kind of frustrating, I heard, from some of the volleyball. You know, they thought that they should have been able to win that. It was a big game. You roll in, you're at home against Plains. You know what's at stake. You know that this is really, like... Like the nitty-gritty when it comes down to the conference planes is always there right at the top obviously i mean they haven't lost a game since 2017 i mean you're gonna be at the top uh, and you beat them you know and for planes this is a really rough loss but it's it's a way against a really good team you can't you know snip at it too much
0: you know and something that impresses me from this Williams old team in that pleasant plains when you know they come out they get that momentum in the first set, get that win. And then, you know, the second set pretty much was controlled by the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. But, you know, I think it says a lot about that team. They were able to, you know, head on over to the bench after that second set, regroup, come back out, and, you know, have a great third set.
1: You know, Coach Beard was saying to you, like, we did not play well in that second set. Then they obviously made some changes? And sometimes it's just a regrouping thing. Like, sometimes you don't ever have to make any changes. It's just like – You know, we're going to come back, and we're going to, you know, just regroup and get our stuff together. And obviously, Plains, they probably didn't want to do anything different. So if Williamsville is able to make slight adjustments to get around it, Plains is going to be a little off balance. You know, may have to regroup again, and maybe that's what happened in that third
0: set. So, you know, taking a look at this Williamsville upcoming schedule, uh, on October 4th, they play uh, Porta, and then... You know, another huge conference game on Thursday night, once again at home against the Moroa Forsyth Trojans. Moroa knocks Williams out of the postseason last year. Um, what's the feeling? You know, as you head into that big home conference game.
1: Well, Moroa's is uh, fifteen and five. Uh, you know, before uh, before this podcast is coming out, fifteen and five. So they're once again they're also at the top of the conference. I'm not exactly sure if they've played. Are matched up with Plains yet? I don't know uh, if they have or not. But uh, Maroa is obviously a very solid team. They always they, hit where they were last year. Obviously, they beat a very good team us. And uh, but you know they're gonna have their hands full coming to Williamsville
0: after Williamsville knocked off the Giant. So uh, you know Williamsville feeling good but uh you know of course that that team they're just they're not just gonna sit still they're gonna keep uh gaining on this momentum so uh the next three games for this Williams bullet team uh poured up then they take on Moroa, and then they round out the week they head on over to the iwu saints classic they're gonna see some great competition over there they see lincoln and bloomington on friday the uh, 7th
1: Uh, I know Lincoln is pretty good, so uh, they'll have their hands full there, and that's good competition to see before the
0: playoffs as they're on the verge of that as well. So some great competition uh, on the docket for this Williamsville Bullet Volleyball team, but, you know, they've looked stellar these last couple weeks, and uh, we we hope that that continues as they start to kind of move towards the end of this season. Um, But at this time, we will take the turn over to um, soccer. Soccer. Yeah, we take the turn over to soccer. But first, we thank another sponsor, Law Automotive. Law Automotive, um, great people. You know, they put out a, a great product over there. If you have any car troubles, you know, take some time, head on over to 1817. West Jefferson Street, by supporting them, you support the Williamsville Wire, and you also support the Williamsville Bullets. Great people, great product. Law Automotive at 1817 West Jefferson Street, Springfield, Illinois. So at this time, we head on over to soccer. Soccer tonight, they clinched the Sangamo Conference outright with a 7-0 victory over the Athens Warriors. Simcoe, you take a look at that 15-5 and record, it just seems like this soccer team keeps on rolling.
1: They played a lot of good teams as well. I know they dropped two games to SHG earlier in the year and uh, eventually they will actually have to play SHG if they keep winning. And uh, Assuming SHG keeps winning as well. They're a great team. We expect them to do well in the playoffs. That's one a circle because it's not like they're getting blown out against SHG. They can compete. I think they can win they against compete. SHG. Absolutely. And it's all about confidence it's all about how you're playing something went wrong in both those games obviously they lost 3-0 in both cam had said that you know they could have done better here and here in different aspects of the game and when you go to a game like that you know that's all it is it's just confidence it's how you practice it's how you compose yourself Uh, but they do have a few games i believe before uh postseason i believe uh and then they once postseason starts it's uh it's big time for the soccer team and they're gonna really have to get down and uh they're gonna have to beat some really good teams and eventually we talked about you know shg might might be on that slate
0: you know i i really like the way that the soccer team is rolling right now you know i think that you know why why can't they win a regional you know that's kind of the mood that is around this soccer team just talking to cam and. Jacob Park and all those other guys, they're definitely confident right now. They're feeling good about the way things are rolling. And, you know, to your point, you know, you keep on rolling through the uh, postseason. You keep with that momentum, uh, you know, they, they're they most likely going to have to play the SHG Cyclones again. And, uh, you know, we'll cover that when it gets to that. But, you know, as Simcoe said, it it hasn't been blowout wins by the Cyclones. You know, the the Williamsville Bullets have made the Cyclones earn those wins. Um, but let's take some time. Let's let's highlight an individual player, Mr. Colton Mazier breaking the career saves record for the Williamsville Bullets. You know, congratulations to Colton. Just been a really fun season in terms of milestones. You know, you got Camp Rise, 100th goal. Now Colton Mazier breaks the record. And Simcoe, it seems like this Williamsville Bullet team has really started to spread out the ball in terms of goal scoring. Oh, no doubt. And I wanted to highlight Colton because he's been through a lot. He got
1: injured. Uh, was, was that two years ago it's been it's been quite a while so he's obviously been through he was out for uh quite a few games that year and uh he obviously just um you know he he persevered through it and he recovered from his injury and he did a really good job so I wanted to highlight Colton because his work has really showed off and to be uh uh to be at the top you know you have to work hard and he obviously did
0: absolutely you know it's 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 awesome to see you know colton uh that milestone and um as we keep on rolling uh, anyway we talked about how they spread
1: out the ball um jacob park's really gotten into the scoring column along with cam fry we obviously cam fry you know when you're a team facing this team how can you not think of cam fry because if you don't he's going to be on you and he's going to have seven goals you know by the end of the game so you have to you have to condense him but now you have to condense jacob park which that's that's not an easy task either so what do you think these teams, you know, as they go into the playoffs, like, what is Williamsville? Like, you want to get the ball to them, but, like, how exactly are you going to go about doing that?
0: Uh, taking a look at things, I'll count them out here right now. Cam Fry had one, two, three, four, four goals tonight for uh, Cam Fry in that 7-0 win, uh, you know. So, like you said, you, you cannot look past uh, Cam Fry. Um, Jacob Park, you know, he's gotten into the scoring column. You know, Reed Bodine, Reed, yeah. one, one of those younger guys, he's gotten into the scoring column. So, you know, it just feels like this Williamsville team is really starting to roll on that offensive side of the ball. Uh, they have two more regular season games, and then it is postseason time. The boys wrap up their regular season next week. They've got two games, one on the third against uh, Bloomington Central Catholic. And then they round out their season uh, on Thursday, October 6th against Lincolnwood. So just some, a a few big games coming up before the Williamsville Bullets can head into the postseason. But that is going to do it for soccer as now we take the turn into a quick review of the Williamsville Bullets game last week. And then you know, silver bucket week, gotta preview the silver bucket, give you everything you need to know before heading out to New Berlin. On Friday night. So, before we get into that, a word from our final sponsor of the day, Fire and Ale. You know, Fire and Ale—they have been awesome to work with this year. You know, it's—I'm kind of sad that this wasn't the year we got to double dip on two home games in a row because they've been so welcoming for our uh, post-game show. But next week, after the Bullets take on the Moreau Forsyth Trojans, we will be back at Fire and Ale they do they do a really good job there and they show the NFHS games they show a lot of
1: Williamsville sports athletics so they're big uh bullet fans over there and we obviously appreciate
0: them support fire and ale support the Williamsville bullets and support the Williamsville wire by heading on over to head on over to 135 Illini Boulevard in Sherman so just a great Great people to work with. We love working with them. We're gonna be excited when we're able to be back there after a great football game. Next week, how are you feeling about this Williamsville Bullet team as they head into week six? Confident, I mean, they're 5-0. and I mean, they haven't lost a conference
1: game in some time. Uh, they're, uh, they're on their high horse and rightfully so. They play New Berlin. New Berlin had a tough loss to Olympia last week. Uh, we had been keeping track of that game. It was close early. Olympia really started to get to them late. They uh, New Berlin, I think the main thing was their defense. Olympia started to wear them down. Williamsville had to do that. Uh, their defense had to cali- calibrate in on Olympia, and obviously New Berlin wasn't able to do that as well. So it is a tall
0: task for New Berlin. You know, you take a look at that uh, Williamsville-Athens game last week. You know, one concern that you kind of had for this Williamsville team is You know, their passing games looked great all year, but can they run the football really effectively? And they definitely ran the football effectively last week against the Athens Warriors. You know, taking a look at Jake Seaman's rushing yards alone, 15 carries, 132 yards, two touchdowns. Colin Ripperda got some carries. You know, we thought he would last week just because of some of the sloppy field conditions. You know, they have those speed backs. They've got Harley Sharp. They've got Mason Littaker. They've got Braddock Cates. You know, you want to go to that yeah. big kind of heavier set. Uh, Mr. Colin Ripperda. four carries, 31 yards. He got into the end zone. Harley Sharp, he touched the ball a good amount of times. 14 carries, 45 yards, one touchdown. You know. Saying all these names, Simcoe, you can't just hone in on one guy for this Williamsville bullet offense. And Braddock
1: Cates as well, we mentioned him. He kind of usually comes in at the end, but we saw him work in in that first quarter. You know, maybe when, you know, Littaker hadn't been running great and sharp, kind of turned it on at the end. You know, they put Cates in there, and he was able to get a good run, and he uh, broke a touch touchdown uh, in there at the end of the game that uh, made it pretty much pretty completely insurmountable, and that kind of was the icing on the cake. I believe he's had a touchdown in almost every game now. I Don't fact-check me, but he's he's darn close if he, if he doesn't. So big thanks from a sophomore that's got two more years after this year, and he's obviously playing a big role now, so I can't imagine what the future for him is.
0: And, you know, the Williamsville Bullets had that rushing attack. Uh, not a huge passing game uh, receiving-wise. Um, Colvin Fleck and Jackson Workman, they're your two leading wide receivers. Fleck, one reception, 28 yards. Workman, two receptions for 39 yards. But, you know, tomorrow night, if those conditions, they're not too wet, not too windy, you know, I think we see that. Williams' old rushing attack, and then I think we see the return of the passing attack.
1: Yeah, I think the passing game will be definitely more than it was last week. Workman had, all things considered, I know it says 39 yards. That's not a huge amount by any means, but he had a huge touchdown in that first quarter. Um, and we said like that was a game-changing score like if you give the ball back to Athens, it was fourth and long you give it back to them in in decent territory you know they're probably going to go down and score and you're going to be down against them and workman was able to hold that one in a big play he was pretty open i'll give him that uh, but jake seaman was able to put that one right on a dot uh ethan had eight yards not a not a great week i would say but uh he was looked at targeted a few times just seemed like jake you know the ball probably wasn't coming out of his hand as well as it had been and the conditions obviously were a big part of that and uh ethan you know perhaps a little frustrating but you can't say much the field conditions no one had i don't think across the entire conference if you look at all the stats probably no one had a
0: big receiving week it also kind of felt like uh Ethan's after the week that Ethan had against Olympia I, fe- I felt like Ethan's kind of really honed in on Ethan coverage wise and you know Ethan you know he got some goal line fades thrown to him you know he he did bring one in he was just out of bounds so you know just it, it- it's just a little thing but you know Ethan Hines he he still looked great last week Absolutely. the yards do not tell the story of what he did
1: no I I completely agree with that and uh, Ethan's gonna have another big week I think that just it's so hard to cover him and athens maybe maybe athens does a better job covering him you know perhaps over olympia olympia hasn't seen hasn't seen uh him before and that could definitely be something maybe olympia didn't make quite the adjustment on ethan and nathan's had
0: Williamsville won that game 41 12 so simco we take the turn over to the bucket silver bucket week williamsville Versus New Berlin, you know, I went out uh, to New Berlin's practice this week, talked to some of their players, uh, Flynn Tyree, Ben Hermes, Kevin Howell, uh, talked to those guys, and one thing that really echoed through them is, you know, this New Berlin team's aware that they haven't had the bucket since uh, 2015, and they're hungry for it. They want it. They want to get that big win in front of the home crowd, and they kind of know. They talked about it. They know the pressure is on uh after that loss against olympia
1: you know for new berlin this is also a big playoff time i believe they're three and two so if you lose this one you know you can go to three and three and you have some other big games that you still have to play this year including i believe Moroa would be and athens oh they haven't played athens either that's right they lost to auburn and olympia so they have athens and Moroa left and then obviously williamsville and if you drop all those games, that's, that's five. So you can't afford to do that. So you got to pick off a game here. And, and for them, why can't it be this week? Yeah, big
0: game, definitely a lot of uh, emotion in this game. Uh, Aaron Coons, won, went, he went to New Berlin. Aaron Coons is former football coach. He is on that uh, New Berlin coaching staff. Talk, took some time, talked to him. Uh, a great interview with him you know expect that video to be up you know around the same time as this podcast actually is we prepped to head on over to New Berlin to play for the uh, silver bucket Um, Williamsville really they just gotta go out they gotta play their game you know they looked great last week Um, if if the defense can continue playing the way they've played and if the offense can continue to roll the way they have this season you know they haven't had a game where they have not put up 40 points no. when
1: New Berlin's got to find a way to stop it because if, if you're giving up 40 points you don't have much of a shot because it's so hard to score on our defense anyway and when their offense is working too it's it's dangerous and it's hard for these teams to come around and I don't have a solution and I see it every week so uh, I can't say a whole lot about it either
0: Williamsville bullets head on over to pretzel field in New Berlin um, That game can be found on the NFHS network. If you can't make it, the Williamsville Wire will be there to bring you highlight coverage after the game. But if you can make it out, we'd love to see you there. Once again, Pretzel Field in New Berlin, 7 p.m. kickoff, the battle for the silver bucket. But I think that brings us to the end of the episode. I'm Seth Coons with Nathan Simcoe. We hope you guys tune in again next week. Thank you.